Hey everyone, welcome to Young Talk, where we talk about Christ and culture. My name is Sharan. I have Brandon, Paris, Micah, my friends, and we are going to just talk the talk. First off, before we started recording, one of our production guys, um, <clears throat> Gage, was roasting our outfits. So, shout out to Gage. I'm so offended. He said, I look like a grandma. And I said, boy, you wear the same sweater every day. I don't want to hear it. And he roasts himself by saying, well, my mom washes this sweater for me. <laughs> so, shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. Hey, Cassie. Some of us don't have that no more. Speaking of outfits, I would just like to point out me and Micah are unintentionally matching. And Gage. Gage, come here. Come show him your drip. You got a hot top. And his his shirt he be wearing every day. Look at this guy. Hey, what a that's guy. a fly shirt though. That's a fly shirt. What a guy. They didn't tell me anything about the shoe thing because uh, I'm like way off on nah. uniform there. Look at that. It's y'all okay. Killing it. I forgive y'all. Being involved in um, the youth ministry, you find random things around the church. And I found this button. <laughs> oh, my boy. And I was quite excited. Um. Oh, 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 is how not to be a jerk. Okay. Maybe that's mm. a good point. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's good. Being a decent person. Um, I think... It's the beat. We can pause can we please get that in there? <laughs> Sorry, guys. We had to cut for just, just a brief moment because our pizza guy came. Um, so here's our pizza. We're... Get out. Get out of the shot. All right. It's the pole. That's important. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of that after this one. Good. But uh, back to what we were saying. <laughs> Personalities. Let's talk about that. Um, how you were raised sometimes will define your personality. Um, and I think at a certain point, the way that you treat people, the way that you act, um, Sometimes it may need to change, and sometimes the way you were raised is not an excuse anymore. So let's talk about that. Um, just being a decent person, being a nice human being. I think um, with this, uh, I want to just talk about like from what I've seen, and I'll just go straight to kind of the part where you said how you know you're raised and whatnot. Uh, just watching my my, I want to say my dad specifically and my mom. Like I've seen them deal with some difficult people, and I'm even as a kid, I'm like, there is no way like that they can have that type. And it just stems from just I I would say I learned patience from them and mm-hmm. adapt two two things: patience and just adaptability. Yeah. So because you're gonna meet various personalities, you're gonna meet people with different mindsets, and they they just contrary to who you know what you who you are and how you how you you know, how you live. So when there's situations and conflicts arise, I've learned to, okay, I learned to take them for what they're saying or what they're doing and and then just give them what my my teacher, my math teacher used to say, benefit of the doubt. He's like, I'll give you, I remember it like from, but yesterday, like it was yesterday. Every time somebody would mess up, be bad in his class, he was like, but 
I'm going to do this, um, give you a demerit or give you this, but then I'm also going to give you, and he had this accent, benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give you benefit. <laughs> I'm doing it terrible. But he was, like, <laughs> he was like, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Oh, and so I, I don't know why from an eighth grader, even now, oh. every time I've encountered a situation where I felt like someone was a little difficult or they, they could have done this, set this better. They could have uh, just, you know, they could have handled the situation a little bit easier or more decency, I think about, hey, give them the benefit of the doubt because of X, Y, and Z. And then, of course, my parents were being patient and being adaptable. I think that those things set you up for people to like you, Um, um, just being others focused. Um, I think that when you look outside yourself and consider others' backgrounds and and, and the situation as as it is, as a whole, uh, it allows you to be just open-minded and Patient to respond because we tend to react out of flesh. Like our flesh wants to react. Right. But I feel like when you slow down and consider some things, it allows you to respond. And respond is not based on emotion. Responding is based on, you know, the facts. Like, hey, I see this, this is, and but this is what I this is what I know I see, but this is how I'm going to to choose to to um interact with them. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's really good. That is good. Well, <laughs> let's yeah, talk about it. That pizza smells good. It's throwing me off. We're distracted right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to hold my nose. No, I like what you said about working with difficult people. I had a teacher also that said you're going to come in contact with people that are sandpaper people. And I was like, I don't know what that means. But she explained it as they're just they're not going to rub you the right way, okay? Mm. Just you got to learn to just push through and you're just you're going to have those people sometimes in your life. And it's better just to it's better. Just let it, like, just like, let it go. There's another scripture go. we used to go. Uh, my mom used to say or my dad used to say, he's like, in your patience, possess you your soul. And I'm like, oh, like, I'm like, hey, I just I get it. I get it. Like, yeah. don't be quick to just, you know, jerk out on somebody or, you know, be right. a jerk back. But um yeah, and I, that's one of the scriptures that also has helped me, you know, when interacting with people. So, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm taking that. No, 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 you're good. You're good. <laughs> It'll cut think, my mic off. Yeah, I think that's good too. Cause even in like relating it to like our day to day life or even ministry, like I've always heard that the hardest thing you're going to do in life is probably deal with people. Yeah, like are. always, like, cause you come across so many different individuals with different personalities. So, like, even with going into like, a career job, like the job is probably not the hardest part is dealing with maybe your boss, your peers, your people, the people you work with, just dealing with people overall. Like that's just, that can be a difficult thing sometimes. Yeah. So, And I think bouncing off of that, you have to look at, at any conflict that you have with someone. You have to like look at it like, okay, this person is a soul. And is what I'm saying going yeah. to alter something or alter their thoughts of me when I'm trying to be the one, you know, winning them when, to the Lord yeah. or, You know, so I think just in general to prevent yourself from, you know, having a bad attitude all the time is just, well, I mean, Paul talks about, Paul in the Bible talks about how I think myself happy. So every day putting yourself in this headspace like, you know what, I'm going to think positively even though it's negative. You know, just thinking, you know, there's going to be some good that comes out of this. There's going to be some good that can come out of this situation. I think just being very positive just in general can, you know, keep you from... 
you know, mm-hmm. that's so true. I have to verbally tell myself sometimes, like if something goes wrong in my day, it could be something small, it could be something big. I'll say, if this is the worst thing that happens to me today, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Because there are so many things that could go really bad in my day, but a nail in my tire, I'm going to be okay. And if that's the worst thing that happens, great. I'll take it. Yes. <laughs> um, dealing with people. I like that we touched on that. One of my favorite quotes is people will not remember what you said to them. They may, if it's really good. <laughs> but they're going to remember how you made them feel. I think Maya Angelou said that. And I really try to remember that because, and then here's another quote. To quote my husband, who quoted his mother, <laughs> be interested, not interesting. That's that's a really good thought to have with any conversation that you have, whether it be at work or school or... I'm going to throw out just say, man, if in a relationship, man, nobody wants to date no one or go on a date with somebody that's constantly talking about themselves. Yeah. Um, I know I wouldn't. I mean, that's, that's, there's no way. So just, I'm just going to go down that route with it. Um, I think that when you, when you invest in someone organically in a unique way, honestly, I think, uh, well, no, let's go away from relationship. Let's just talk about like winning souls. I kind of like that. Nobody's going to want to um, probably go to your church or be convinced that you serve a God that's worried or loves others, died for others, if if they can't see within you. You're consumed with yourself. Like, yeah. yeah, like, because if I, if like, man, you talk a lot about God, but like, um, you you seem a little self centered. Mm. Like, how how are you so self centered or given this this persona that you're just all about you? Yeah. But you're telling me that you know I, I love others. Like I come to my church. We 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 do small groups and they're for other people. And it's like yeah, those small groups just you, them and themselves. Like like just mm. me myself and I. Like like that. So I I think that <clears throat> um, investing in others. It's letting them know that you're interested in them, like just taking the quote right from what you said. And make other people feel the way that you want to feel. Like think about yourself in that situation. Like would you want to hear someone talk about themselves all day long? You're like, no, no, no. Make someone feel seen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just the bottom line is how would you want to feel in a conversation, in a, you know, whatever. So. I think a harsh lesson that you need to learn as a young adult and even as an older teen is the world does not revolve around you. And that's it's it's a hard truth. If you want to feel special, live for Jesus. He'll make you feel real special. Yeah. Serve others. That'll make you feel real special. Yeah. I mean, the most influential person that ever walked the earth served others. It wasn't, you know, anything complicated. Yeah, and I would say going off of that too, of what y'all said is, like I've came in a lot of contact with like, young adults and like college students at the school and just like just having conversation with them. It's not always like and I think a lot of people like what Brandon was saying about saving souls and like doing ministry, it doesn't always look like, oh, like the first thing that comes out of your mouth is, you wanna come to church with me? Like why, why you don't you don't even know the person. Like you don't even know their name or like what they you know, like so starting off in a conversation, like getting to know the person like truly, like being interested like in into their like trying to get to know about them, like building that relationship with them. So when you do invite them to church or to a small group or anything of that nature, they, they're they like, oh, I know him. He's cool. Like, yeah, I'm down to go. You know, so just 
being interested in that actual, like in that person's life rather than just trying to to do a checklist. Oh, I did ministry today because I invited someone to church that, and I forgot their name. You know, like what? Yeah, like, yeah. so it's just, I've been in a situation too where they've had these, I don't want to talk down nobody, but they had like these little ministry things at our, at our school. And there was this guy, he came up to me and he was like, hey man, like what's your name, this and that. And he tried to get me to do, um, like their little their Bible study or whatever, and I was like, man, I'm I'm okay, like I'm good. I went inside to get something to eat, and like five minutes later or ten minutes, I walked back out, and he asked me the same thing, and I'm like, bro, I just seen you, like, like you just talked to me. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So like, to me, that was just like, like what, like yeah, are you really being like, yeah, being intentional, or are you really like, I don't know, like the word, but to like he was just trying to just. Or get a checklist. Let me ask these people and see how many people come. Like he, he forgot my name. He wasn't interested to ask me like how my day was or like just ask about just different things, trying to get to know me as a person. But rather than he was just going around asking all these individuals, you know, about it. And it, it happened multiple times because uh, the dude that was with me too, he was like, "Yeah, he did the same thing to me like a couple <laughs> a couple of weeks ago." And I'm just like, "Man, like what are what are they doing?" So I think like just an overall like. Something to take away from it is when you're doing ministry, or even trying to get some get to minister to someone, like getting to know them for who they are and actually whether they're like you don't always have to bring up, oh, you want to come to church with me the first conversation. You know, you don't always have to it doesn't always have to lead to that, but eventually it will, you know, like when you get to know them and um all those things. I was so. with the <laughs> I was with the group of guys that uh when I was younger, and they, man, they were rowdy, but they, they were, they were like the popular group, man. And so one thing they, they used to do, um, they used to say, "All saved, all serious," and mm. you know, they, they were like about getting people in church and everything. But one thing that they always would also say was, "Oh man, he all passion and no wisdom." So it's like, it's like you go and you know, you're like, we're all saved, yeah. like we're going to like, like serious about it. like. But then like when, whenever somebody would make a mistake, like in ministry or whatever, and like, oh man, he just, he all passion, no wisdom. He don't know what he's doing. Yeah. So it's like yeah, winning souls or whatever, you know, like I'm, I'm chewing yeah, yeah, yeah. off what you're saying. You don't even know the guy's name or you forget his name yeah, and facts. you just met him, yeah. but you're trying to get him to church and do all this spiritual side of things. And then, you know, you're not getting the basic things right. That's like all say, like, yeah. you, you know, all passion and no wisdom, like get the mm -hmm. basics, get the. You know, put it together. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's so important to be real because people see through that stuff. People really, really do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I try to always do is when I go into a room, I try not to feel like I'm the smartest person in the room. I'm going to learn something from every single person in that room. If I go in there thinking that I'm above everyone, Oh, and you guys have, I'm sure you guys have seen people like that. It's just, oh, it's not, oh, it's not a good look. Um, what are some things that you think that you can do, you know, to maybe encourage someone to help them to maybe help change a mindset? Um, I always, I'm always taken back by Exodus uh, chapter 18 when um, talking about like leadership and everything, uh, or it's not about you per se. Uh, I'm chewing on that area of, of, the, of the topic. Um, Exodus 18 was basically was about Moses, and he's leading the children of Israel, whatever. But uh, his father-in-law, Jethro, comes to him. And he's like, hey, man, you're leading all these people. You're, I'm paraphrasing. 
sorry, the Brandon edition, the Roach edition. <laughs> and so <laughs> you're leading all these people, but you, you, you're going to, he says, you're going to wear yourself out. There's no way that you can do this alone. Mm. Like there's no way you have to develop leaders. So what he, what does he do? He, 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 he tells Moses to set leaders among groups of, of people, you know, five, 10, 50, 100. And like, and they're going to counsel those groups. And like, so basically he was saying that it's, it's not about you, Moses. You yeah. have to learn to empower others so they can lead, you know, the God's people. And so when I think about that, uh, I think about your husband, Josh Garcia, and I, I, I think about like what he has been doing with our young adults, what he's been yeah. doing with our, y'all can't see this, but we have literally some of our, our, our youth here, like behind the scenes. Empowering the next generation is, is what he has instilled in me, because I've never been a part of a team that, that, has, that has had that mentality that it, it's not about us. We get to do this. Yeah. It's about the next generation. And like, so I'm I'm taken back. Like, I need this culture to also be like <clears throat> to also be shown up like to through me and and things of that nature. So I'm not the smartest person in the room yeah. because of that. Because I'm learning from my leadership. I'm learning from uh, from Josh. I'm learning from Pastor Tyler. So I understand you have to go into a room understanding that I like what you said. Like, I'm gonna learn something. Right. I'm gonna take something from a conversation or from an event or whatever it may be. And um, I, I've understand I've understood that more and more as I've been around Josh and things of that nature. But um yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm, I'm taking no, it. Some you're time. Good. It's no, you're good. Um, that's good stuff. But yeah, that's basically to answer your answer your I think it just goes back to questioning yourself, you know, what's my role as a Christian? Okay, well my role as a Christian is to win souls, okay? How are you gonna win souls? You can't win souls being all about yourself. So it's just it's just basic things that, you know, what can I do to make this person feel loved like God makes people feel loved, you know? So I think just, yeah, going back to the basics and saying, you know, yeah. it's not about me. me. It, yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally. <laughs> Don't treat people as if they're below you. The, yeah. the bare minimum in this, I feel like this could go into every aspect of your life. If you're at a dinner... And you show up and you feel like, oh, because I'm here, like I'm they're they're benefiting. No. Showing up in any situation in your life is the bare minimum. Showing up to church, that's the bare minimum. Showing up to school, that's the bare minimum. Showing up to your job every day, that's the bare minimum that you can do. That's really good. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, do you guys have anything else to say? I'm 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 out of questions. Micah? Any thoughts? You um, look like you had some deep thoughts. No, nah, I was just, we were actually talking about this like the other day in our um, breakout groups at Youth Night. Um, they were talking about kind of the same situation. And I kind of uh, addressed like there's people that, you know, have all this wisdom and knowledge about um, like the word. And they, they might try to put themselves above somebody else because they're at a certain level, like, or a certain level at their walk. I don't think there's levels when it comes to that because everyone's on their different path with God, right? So when someone is like doing something that they see that is above somebody else, they automatically think, oh, like I know God more than you. And I think that's that's not true because everyone, like why, who are we to say that we know who God, like we truly know who God is compared to somebody else. Like I just feel like pushing someone down on that level is just kind of like messed up on so many levels. Because everyone, like I said, everyone's in their different 
Like, walk. yeah, walk with God. So, like, God might be working on someone with something else than rather than you. You know, you might had a struggle that that someone else doesn't have, or vice versa. So, trying to say like, oh yeah, like I'm at this level with God, and I'm, I do this at my church, and I'm at this thing. Like, I get this opportunity, and you're just a regular person, a regular church goer. Where you you struggle with this, or you have, you know, you. You know, just trying to push someone down on a certain level, I just think it's so many, like, it's so wrong on so many ways. Like, ra- rather than just, like, like just praying for them, like, just being a nice person and just trying to, like, I'm here for you. You know, you're going through this, and I'm here to pray for you rather than just saying, well, you know, you're in the wrong because you're in this. Also, It's also good, though, to, like, have correction, you know, godly counsel and just as friends and stuff. But when a regular person just, like, pushes someone down on a certain level because— they think that they know God more than someone else. I just think it's yeah. just it's foul play. So. I think another thing is like for me, I always try to think, okay, I have my little sister looking up to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I want her to, you know, see this image and be like, okay, you know, this is what I want to project. This is how I want to treat people. So I think, you know, just putting yourself in this place where it's like, okay, I people are watching me, you know? So I think just being um, a good example because okay I lost it I lost it no no it's it's so true though because you you don't you may think people aren't watching you but they are and that's what's scary is you really have to remember that everything that you do like someone's watching someone's looking up to you it's it's a heavy burden to carry but it's it's accountability too Yeah, it's accountability. Um, Micah mentioned correction. How do you guys handle correction? Whether it, any situation. I don't handle it. I don't handle it as well as I wish I did. Oh, yeah. I feel like that goes from most people. Like, who wants to be told, like, yeah, exactly. you need to do that differently. Like, geez, okay, I'm sorry. Honestly, I'm not really the type, like, when someone corrects me on something, like, I'm not really the type to get mad and be like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I actually... I'll, I'll absorb it in. I'll take the advice and, like, you know, and pray about it, obviously. But, like, when it comes to things like that, it's just there's things that I've been corrected on a lot. Like, yeah. so um, just trying to follow, like, trusting their instinct. Like, if I see this person as an individual that is, you know, faithful to God and, like, they're um, my godly counsel or someone that's above me um, in that way, um, like leadership or anything, if they say something, then I'm definitely going to, you know, take it into consideration. Or if not, I'm going to do what they said because, um, you know, I'm under them and I want to follow, you know, what's right and not be out of order. Yeah. We were just talking about this at Crew Nights and you, we were saying, you know, put people in your life who can give you tough love and correct you. And I think if you're not surrounding yourself with people who are going to yeah. give you tough love, then you're going to end up in this place where you're not growing. Yeah, I, I believe that too. Uh, there's a scripture, uh, Proverbs that says, uh, "Pride goes before destruction; a hearty spirit, a hearty spirit before fall." I believe that, like, you know, when you decide that you don't want the correction, the correction, or even conviction, I think that that sets you up for, you know, for to be prideful, um, to think you know it all, to to, you know, to work, operate within your flesh. And um, that, in turn, will, of course, you know, lead to your destruction. So I think it's it's just simple as taking what you're hearing 
as um, like fruit for your life, fruit for your 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 spirit, and that um, correction is for um, you to be a better person, uh, to grow, and uh, and also to understand that um, there is a better way to do X, Y, and Z versus what you're doing. Like you know, it may may not even be that big of a deal. Like. Sometimes I think we all, like, because when we go back to a situation or something that we've been corrected on, it's like, you know what? It always happens. We go back, you know, they were right. But we, we can never see that in, sometimes in the moment. And it, and it does hurt. It does, like, correction does sting. But uh, Feels like we, this. You were waiting to use that button. I can tell you were hiding it the whole time. I didn't mean for it to be a problem. It was a It does feel like that, though. That's a way to hit it. I would die. You tickled it the first time. You were real nice. What? No. But that, yeah, that's exactly how it feels. I was kind of shaking inside thinking about correction when you were talking because I was thinking, man, I'm going to press this button. And I didn't mean for it to be a prop, but sometimes it just turns into a sermon prop. You can turn anything into a sermon prop. You can. Oh, let's talk about this past Sunday, Brother Gurley bringing up that whole washer thing. I'm like, what is he going to preach about this morning? I kind of wanted to try it. <laughs> Ending this, what's the funniest sermon prop you guys have seen? Oh. Oh, Man. I got one. I got one. Okay, go, go. It's not really that funny, but it was funny in the moment. Last um, Sunday, or two Sunday nights ago, Josh got up and preached <laughs> a sermon. And he had a vase, and Sharan goes, he got my home decor up on the stage and the whole section y'all lost it laughing that was hilarious it was was so funny funny. oh my word I would say one um, when Pastor Todd brought that chicken up on the platform chicken uh, chicken y'all remember that no and then he was like everybody's gonna go to I think it was Popeye's everybody's gonna go I was talking about food I was like I would not be surprised but context I'm sorry I'm bad at that when he came out in I think it was like last year or two years ago when he was in a whole space suit do y'all remember that? No. Y'all remember that? I was like, it, was during, it was during quarantine, so I don't yeah. think anyone was in the building. Oh, I think it might have been right before. And I don't know, but you like guys, she came out in a space the suit. sermon down below yeah, just so you can watch it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah. Josh, at almost any time he preaches, 25 minutes before service, okay, I need, um, I need a, a 12-foot plant. I need a, <laughs> oh, uh, I need a chef's hat. I need. I need a pillow. Yeah, I remember the chef's the, I mean, it'll be the most random stuff, and I'm like, I, I can't. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> guys, this was an amazing conversation. We talked about all kinds of stuff. I don't even yeah. know what we're gonna title this conversation. We'll we'll figure, figure something out. out. Thanks for watching this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Like, subscribe, share, and hit the bell notification so that you know the next time we post an episode. See you next time.